0: Hello and welcome to the Record Celtic Podcast, I'm Graeme Young and today I'm joined by Chris Doyle to discuss all the latest from Celtic Park. On the pod today, Celtic set the record straight against Kluge with an emphatic home victory. Mohamed el Yunusi proves his worth with a stellar Euro display. volleyball ball and golly, how he's so much more than just a cult hero. And we preview the big premiership clash against Livingston at the weekend.
1: Chris, how are we? Good, yeah. Um, it was a good game last night for... For uh, well, yeah, both both sides Celtic and Rangers, but yeah, for Celtic it was a it was a great win. Um, you know, there was all that talk about revenge, like you were saying, but um, I think ugh, revenge is a ha- kind of harsh word. I think they just wanted to put things right from the Champions League exit, obviously, and they were just uh, it was a really convincing uh, victory, even though the scoreline suggests two 0 but it really could be a lot more. I thought, yeah, and that
0: that's the thing. It was a, b- a big night for Celtic for Neil Lennon he was very insistent in the build up revenge wasn't on his mind but Celtic played the game at a real tempo I think that was the one thing he spoke about his disappointment for the Champions League qualifier that ended badly that they were so pedestrian in the first half but last night Celtic were right on it from the first whistle
1: well yeah well, the, as you say the game against um, the first game back in Parkhead they Um, I mean, there was nothing wrong in terms of, like, they scored three goals, so it was obviously maybe what they did defensively, but that all came in the second half. So, yeah, they definitely came out of the blocks really fast last night, and you could see that was obviously kind of Lennon's message. Um, And uh, Edward obviously kind of got the first goal, I think it was around the 20-minute mark, but it was really, it was coming, and they were creating chances kind of right from the off, and, yeah, just, like, pressing Cluj, getting the ball back, and just throwing a lot of bodies forward with Ball and Gollies, you were talking about who had a good game um, and El Unice probably as as well probably had his best game in the Celtic shirts so far and that's
0: interesting you bring up El Unice he's a player who appears to have the a big price tag when he was brought to Southampton 16 million across uh Basel but Celtic know all about him previously he'd played for Mould caused Ronnie Dyer's team all sorts of problems uh, but he's been brought in in a loan spell and it's been the European stage I think is where he really thrive he was, he was pretty impressive a way to end but last night I think what many Celtic fans are noting is there's plenty of skill there but there's a lot of hard work isn't there this is a guy who's really going to put a shift in for Celtic isn't it
1: yeah there's obviously something about him as you say he went for that money obviously he's just kind of had a bad time with it so really like Celtic could be getting their hands on a player that's almost like too good to be there in a sense Um, obviously got him in a loan spell and with the price tag that comes with it but um, obviously there's a lot of competition for places in the left wing with Mikey Johnston I mean Scott Sinclair's a bit further down the pecking order but uh, it seems like El Unice is um, he kind of you'd say maybe with Johnston out he's kind of cemented spot I think he's just kind of like a cultured player like um, he doesn't necessarily have Sort of like that standout feature for a winger, um, if you know, if it be that pace or kind of um, a bit trickery. He just seems to be a bit, got a good football and IQ in terms of the just like. You can see before he got that ball played back to him, the, the ball he played forward to Forrest, uh, they kind of obviously won the ball back as well. So it actually showed good kind of the defensive side of this game. Won the ball back, they were breaking, and he just played a, such a great ball for to Forrest to run onto. Do you know, it wasn't right at his feet. He just gave him kind of gave him a perfectly weighted ball. And then that means Forrest was off. And then at that point, they had numbers. And he just waited kind of, you know he didn't kind of rush into the box. He kind of knew that Forrest would uh, the ball would almost make his way to him, and then Forrest cut back in. Then you know he was loads of space in the in the box, um, just the edge of the box, and he obviously had a lot of. Um, Sort of a lot of luck in terms of, like took a deflection before it went into the kind of this, uh, the bottom corner. But I mean, he deserved his goal because it was really him that started the move in the first place. So, yeah, just I think there's a lot of a lot of things to like about him. As you say, he had those big nights with, with Basel in the European stage, and it seems like that's where he's came to life. You know, you said he had a good showing against Ren and then last night as well. So, yeah, I think it's looking good in terms of like maybe cementing that kind of that place in the side because there's a lot of talk about Incham, You know, he, he, he was preferred uh, last weekend uh, against Hibs, but obviously they only drew 1 8. So
0: and that's very interesting yeah. because that changes where Ryan Christie plays in the team. Oh, yeah, for when sure. If in the team, Ryan Christie becomes part of the front three. If Encham drops out, Christie goes to his number 10 playmaker position, which I think is a role he prefers. But there was a real verve and swagger, wasn't there, about Celtic last night. The atmosphere at the. I, th- I think for Celtic in the Europa League, it's not. No one's ever going to convince it's a Champions League but these Europa League nights have their place and Celtic fans at the end of the day enjoy their team being competitive and this is a competitive group they're involved in Uh, I think for Celtic last night the the disco lights were on it was a big atmosphere there was revenge was in the mind especially on the stands Uh, and that was noted for the the first whistle really another player who I think was excellent um, and he's he's more than just a Twitter hero with Celtic fans changing their, <laughs> their Twitter handles to uh, serenade their left back. volleyball and golly. Um, he started okay, had a couple of decent games, then he really struggled in the opening couple of months of the season. But now he's really looking strong, powerful. He, he looks like a changed player, doesn't he, Chris?
1: Yeah, um, yeah really just looks a different player. Um, seems like it's just confidence and it shows how big a thing that is in football and just... And players in general you know he was, just didn't have that at the start of the season and he had a f- made a few mistakes and then all of a sudden he looked kind of a bit kind of rattled by that in those yeah, games that, but then it seems like want. that's completely gone and he's just like completely expressing yeah. himself in terms like bombing forward you know you know the defense side of the game maybe isn't as th- the best side but you know he's Doing a solid, putting in a solid shift, and he's, his work rate is brilliant, and just seems like he'll run for days.
0: <laughs> I think that's a good way. And he had that shot last night as well. That's a player with confidence. Just after yeah. it had uh, gone one, uh, took one nil up, and he was able to take the ball, and he had a shot with outside his left foot. And that's that would, wouldn't have happened a couple of weeks ago. This is someone who's really thriving in the atmosphere. And he was, I think, Neil Lennon spoke in the summer, especially just when he was bedding him into the team. Uh, about how it might take a bit of time and obviously in the first game against Cluj he was left on the bench Cal McGregor played left back but and last night he proved that he was a man that it would always be difficult to fill Kieran Tierney's shoes but he proved last night he's certainly capable of operating at this level
1: Yeah well I think you say like you can tell when a player's like full of confidence and with Ball and he certainly is because he was, um, instead of, you know, maybe cutting back, you know, playing the ball backwards, he's just, he's always thinking about is moving forward. And you've seen that with the goal, you know, he made that run in behind and what a pass it was for McGregor to find him. But do you know what? Like, he's kind of, now he's making those runs in behind, you know, overlapping. And then, as you, as you rightly said, that shot with the, outside of left foot, it was almost just instinctive. Because like, I think Edward kind of broke into the box. It kind of just fell to him and then he just took it first time. And he's honestly so unlucky not to actually go in. It was just over. So, um, yeah, just a, a different player. I don't think he's, yeah, tiering these shoes, is, your boots is, yeah, doubt he's going to maybe fill those. but. He's certainly putting a good shift, and he's keeping Greg Taylor out of the team as well. Because a lot, a lot of people thought maybe when Greg Taylor comes in, he, Taylor would be used for these European games because he's got he's more defensive minded. But Lennon stuck with, with the man he signed first,
0: and that that's a good point. Obviously, he's he's cross so the the goal was sumptuous, it was absolutely perfect for Edward, and that, again, he's been threatening, he's, as much as he's, there's a different style of play to Kieran Tierney, he's got a lot of similar uh, characteristics, he likes these instant balls into the box, these low crosses, and they can cause panic in uh, defensive line, even the second half in particular, he was, he was basically playing as an auxiliary left wing, and he was so far up the pitch, especially in the last half hour, it was impressive football goalie, wasn't
1: it? Yeah, it was, I, and... Yeah, that ball for Edward, you know, that was the only way that Edward was going to get, get on to the end of it. You know, you had to kind of, you know, it was almost like you just dinked it, lofted it just to evade the, the defenders kind of ahead. And then it was just, Edward couldn't miss, you know what I mean? It was on, on put on a plate for them. But, you know, so often you'd maybe see them when that ball's kind of going out, out for the, to the byline, you just kind of like someone just kind of lashing it across and then it getting cleared. But no, I think like it was well... Kind of fought out in terms of like he was like this is obviously how Edouard's going to get it. on the end of this and it was just like a brilliant piece of quality and as you say in the second half as well he was just kind of rampaging forward and Celtic obviously had a lot of the ball but um, yeah he seems like that I think that's why he was brought to the clubs so when when Celtic have that they're on top of games if it be a home or in the league you know they have all that possession then you know he can kind of push forward and it really just gives like sort of. Celtic that uh, kind of another dimension in a sense of just being like kind of that constant threat down the left hand side, which with having him so far forward, which is can only be a good thing. There's always got to be comparisons about Neil Lennon
0: style, Brendan Rodgers style. Now, Brendan Rodgers spoke at length about being able to impose himself on the European stage, being able to go toe to toe with some of the best teams in the continent, but never quite materialised uh, for Rogers during these spells. sometimes Celtic were outgunned the teams with a better technical ability were able to pass them off the park and ultimately win especially Paris Saint-Germain Bayern Munich Barcelona there's some heavy defeats but Neil Lennon's got a knack of m- mixing this kind of what you call, almost called educated pressure where Celtic are still attacking they're getting bodies forward but there's a physicality about their style of play as much as Rodgers has obviously got his qualities he's striving with Leicester this season is Lennon more suited to success for Celtic in the continent do you think?
1: I think, yes, he is. But I think you're right. Looking back to those kind of that Roger spell, you know, there was they were in the Champions League for um, a couple of those years, and yeah, the the first two anyway, and the the some of the opponents they got run against were very difficult. So it was Do you it think always going Lennon- to be a hard challenge. But I think as much as Lennon, as you say, in the Europa League, it's early stages yet for Lennon. for that. There's obviously the, kind of less competition. But when you actually look back to Lennon's like this is when you kind of look back to his first spell with the club he actually has got kind of that proven track record of maybe like putting up a good f- like good fist of it in you that yeah. you know because he had some of those good runs with him the first time I don't know that's a long time ago but it seems like that's kind of continued. Last 16 Champions
0: League yeah, getting so- points in the group stage it's very impressive. Do you think putting you in spot here a bit do you think Celtic would have Suffered such heavy defeats if Lennon was in charge in those Champions League games away to Paris Saint Germain, a uh, home to Paris Saint Germain as well, and of course Barcelona away, seven seven and five.
1: Probably not. He's as much as you say how good Rodgers was and with like kind of his philosophy with passing the ball and kind of attack, he just seemed to kind of lack that kind of tactical approach in Europe in terms of like maybe to shut up shop or just kind of da- it could be damage limitation in the, end of the day you don't want to get beat 7-0 on Europe but just like you see what happened to Spurs the other night do you know what I mean it's just it's, just, it, it's embarrassing you do want to put up a good you know, just be in the game for as long as possible and a lot of those games Celtic were just out of it instantly and they were good teams but I, I can see what you say I do think Lennon would the way he sets his teams up like if they need to go away and get a result like they did against Wren he will set his team up accordingly and put put them in a good position to at least be able to achieve that I mean it's not going to work out every time but especially against those difficult teams like the Rodgers the Rodgers teams faced but um, I do, I do think you you have a point there I think that he's sort of Sort of maybe just his tactical approach more pragmatic um, style of management
0: And now we turn to the main man Odson Edward (laughs) who specialises in making the difference in these big games big nights uh, for Celtic last night was no different he obviously got his goal but it's his hold up play I think the first night that really came to prominence was Leipzig last season in the group stage he's always he's got so many qualities running at defenders timing of his runs he's, he's cool finishing but now he's got a real edge about in physicality. He's got the bandage wrap in the wrist It shows that he's happy to get in the wars. And last night he caused all sorts of problems. That side of his game, what, what did you think of it? We impressed with his physicality, his ruggedness, Chris.
1: Yes, yeah, hold up, play was exceptional. It just seems like the ball's kind of glued to his feet, so he can take it in, just like turn the defender and just kind of go go at them and just cause like all, them all sorts of problems. To be honest, his. Even though he scored one goal, like he was really just the heart of everything for Celtic in terms of them going forward and being kind of a threat. So he could have got a few more, but really everything, yeah, everything good that Celtic were producing, um, I think kind just ended up going for Edward, which can only be a good thing. But you're right, he seems to come alive with these kind of, you know, if it's against Rangers scoring the goals or if it's uh, in, in Europe, he seems to just seem to rise to the occasion. Maybe I don't know, like. I think he can still do it in the league and stuff but it seems like i mean i don't think the fans will be complaining that he's doing it against in the big games you know scottish cup final but yeah he's really nine goals this season i think so far and um he's just a yeah it does seem like he has that other level um to take just in terms of if that's maybe just going on a, a ridiculous run if it's like you know just a you know, a couple of hat-tricks like on the spin or something. I could see that happening or if it's just maybe, you know, if his hat's reaching 30 goals this season, but certainly the potential's there. And um, yeah, I think there is more to come because this is not just as, he seems like he's, just, in terms of a striker, like he's got kind of everything you would want in terms of, like, you're right, his hold-up play, his physicality, his speed. He seems like he's obviously going to act to find the net as well. So yeah, just another brilliant performance from him.
0: So, now we turn to as well the group itself. So, Lazio were victorious last night. Uh, that was a comfy behind one against Rennes. Uh And the Italians uh, are priming themselves for a double header against Celtic. That's got a real glamour about it. And obviously, Europa League, there's plenty of big hitters involved in the tournament as we can see this year, like Arsenal, Manchester United are involved as well. Uh, but lazio have got a bit of name appeal. It's not a team Celtic have overly familiar with it in terms of previous mm. European competitions. So it's something fresh, it's something new. This has obviously got to decide how this group pans out, these matches between Celtic and Lazio. And Celtic, for the first time, that any time they have qualified, they've always been the team who's finished second. And there's obviously that's an achievement in itself. But Celtic, there, there seems to be an, an, an opportunity here maybe to go on and grasp this group and maybe win it. And that would obviously change... Who they could potentially face in the last thirty two? Obviously, we're getting slightly ahead of ourselves, but we're allowed to do that because we're only talking about it. But they, this double header feels really pivotal, doesn't it, for Celtic against Lazio? They obviously come to Celtic part first, and then a, a, a glamour trip to the Stadio Olimpico as well. How do you think those two games are going to go?
1: Yeah, I think you're right. The the home game, the first game coming up. I think that's important, if, isn't it? I, I think it's good. I think it's good for for them that they're they've got that first. If they win that then all of a sudden they're in seven points. And I just think they're in a, as you say, potentially finishing first, but I think they're in just, ha- at the halfway stage, such a good position to qualify with seven points out of 10. Um, and they would have to really, you know, results would have to go against them in in terms of like, they wouldn't have to pick up that, that much many more points. Uh, but I just think that, you know, Lazio, I just don't think Celtic will fear them going into that game because as much as Lazio are a big name and they have big players like uh, Immobile, Savage, um, and so on, um, I just think that, you know, they lost to Cluj in the, the, first, the, the first match day so Celtic beat Cluj there so they must be thinking like, they won't be in they're not in that great shape obviously on their day they can be a good team but they came behind last night against Ren as well so I just don't think Celtic will be going into it with like really with any fear obviously the trip to Stadio Olimpico that's going to be a a much tougher game but I think they'll be able to get get a glimpse of them in the the, the home game first and then obviously kind of prepare accordingly depending on that result as well and kind of how Lazio set up so I think Lennon will not be thinking so far ahead to the, the 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 next game but you're right I think as a grand kind of scheme of things like looking at a bigger picture the actual double header of Lazio will be huge and if if they progress from the group or where they'll finish And um, but I think the home leg is huge and I, I think they, they can be confident they can get a result based on last night's performance anyway yeah for sure and just a quick note obviously
0: Celtic fans were heartbroken when he left in the summer but Kieran Tierney announced his arrival on the European stage last night he's not a player um, it's still a difficult <laughs> touchy subject for some Celtic yeah. fans but I think for a player who is one of their own uh, to go out and show their worth I think the, the reviews are in and it's nothing but uh, 10 out of 10s for his performance he, he looked exceptional his, his level of play his speed that's what was really not noticeable at the start of last season he appeared to pick up an extra yard of pace before the injuries slowed him down last night he looked like the best player in the park for Arsenal were you impressed with Tierney's display?
1: Yeah um, I think it just makes it even more impressive that he's, like the fact he's been out like not kicked the ball for four to five months you know um, that double hernia operation then the groin injury so he's, it seems like he's been almost like you know been playing football for a good like few months you know, it doesn't seem like he's a player back from like, essentially a long term injury but yeah the fact his kind of turn of foot speed like in his his delivery of for the first goal was uh, for Martinelli it was absolutely brilliant and then just the full game um, he was I think I've yeah, seen him like kind of square going with a couple of the because well, <laughs> That would just endear as himself as well. to the, that the Arsenal so fans because it's shown like uh-huh. you know they have been kind of you know, Arsenal would be kind of critical of not having that spine, you know, just kind of... A bit of, of, a, of a soft touch. Yeah, a bit. So, but I think they're they're going to absolutely love having him and Celtic fans, I think that's why obviously Celtic fans were absolutely gutted he left because he had that approach for Celtic as yeah, well. He set the tone in big games. He did, he? yeah. But his, yeah, going back to his performance last night, it was just, um, it was just brilliant to be honest and he seemed to be everything good going forward for Arsenal seem to be coming down that left-hand side and I think it's just a matter of time before they like obviously they want to be careful with him and his recovery but I mean based on his two performances one the other one against Nottingham Forest in his debut I mean I'd be kind of I'd be thinking if I was Unai Emery I'd be thinking about putting him in like straight away this weekend mm-hmm. um or at least trying to embed him into the first team because he's shown he's good enough and there's was well, matches behind him like Arsenal defence he's not on Tierney's help. level is he he's, no absolutely not and I just think he offers more going forward and sort of for um, defending and yeah Arsenal's the backline need, yeah, need reinforcements many badly as as they can get yeah so and exactly it,
0: So and the other point about Tierney's big impression in, in his opening couple games for Arsenal is a good sign for Celtic and Scottish football as well mm-hmm. you sell a player for a lot of money £25 million in Tierney's case and they prove to be a hot commodity someone to Virgil van Dijk, Victor Monyama, when these guys go down south, Mr Dembele is obviously pressing at Leon as well for Celtic, if they're selling these players for top money and the price continues to rise and these guys are going and proving that they are as good as their price tag, that, will mean in time Celtic obviously don't want to lose players, but if they are going to lose players, they want to lose them at market value or above market value. That's a positive sign, isn't it, for Celtic's players who are going down, they are impressing. And if the big teams come calling again for the next batch of stars, Celtic will once again be able to get the right price. That's a big thing for a club at Celtic,
1: isn't it? Yeah, don't get me wrong, I mean Celtic got twenty five million for Tierney, but there was a lot of kind of belief that the for maybe wasn't for his injuries they could have like held out for more, like you know what I mean. Like compared to other prices going in There's England, so you're I think handicapped by the fact that of Scottish it football. completely is. So that, I think that's just kind of the general point I was getting to. There's if it's Tierney going for twenty five million or McGinn going for like what three, four and a half or something like that, eh, whatever. Like Scottish football is good value for money. Like I don't know why teams are. I mean not that you know like if you're a Celtic fan or a Rangers fan you want your talent getting poached <laughs> like all the time but I don't know why other clubs aren't looking looking to the market because there's a track record as you say of these players moving on to bigger things and I think Tierney is just one of them but there's so many like other players but I think like you're just getting good value for your money compared to sort of elsewhere especially especially in England so I think it's good overall for uh, Celtic and for Scottish football that these kind of these players are going down and testing themselves maybe more competitive leagues and they're essentially thriving and they're they're stepping up to that challenge so from the
0: glitz and glamour Europe League gets a back to premiership duty at the weekend a trip <laughs> to the Tony Macaroni Arena for Celtic and they'll be playing one of the more unique teams in Scottish football Livingston they've got a style of play many compare it to a team like Wimbledon for the 80s or the crazy gang style of football where they know exactly what they're doing. It's direct, it's in your face. But Livingston have got a track record of getting results. But they've lost a couple in the spin here. Celtic know the importance of winning games. They dropped points against Hibs last week. They still have a one-point lead over Rangers. There's a real importance about getting a victory on Sunday against Livingston, isn't there, for Celtic, Chris?
1: I think so. It's, uh, there's always that chance that a game, so the game following a Europa League uh, match, can, that can be a potential banana skin. But I don't really see it being that case. As they say, Livingston have had a kind of poor run of late. But I think they overall have had a good start to the season just because they lost a lot of players in the summer. But you say that kind of that plastic pitch isn't easy to play on. You've seen uh, Rangers, like, the other week in the Bedford Cup, I think they only won 1-0. So, do you know what I mean? Like, they're always just kind of, you know where you're going to get, as you say, they're going to really, like, set up behind the ball and make it really difficult for Celtic so they will need they can't just expect to turn up and get a result they're really going to have they're going to have to put in a, better, a much better performance than they get, they, they did against Hibbs anyway so it'll be interesting to see if Lennon after obviously the result last night if he sort of makes make some changes to the team to bring that freshness um, what about
0: a name for you Bio Bayo uh, he's as direct as they come he appears obviously suspended uh, Thursday night he didn't play against Kloge but he, he seems tailor made for a game in the uh, Tony Macaroni arena like big, physical, yeah. strong Livingston like to ruffle up uh, other teams and Bio can do the same for Celtic it gives Celtic a different option doesn't it?
1: Yeah I mean well yeah actually just maybe also a good idea just to maybe holster Edward because you don't want him picking up something there but yeah as you're right I don't think but then putting in Bayo would honestly be a, a pretty good sort of replacement because it seems like that You've game you writing the Celtic
0: script a bit here yeah. isn't he, it in terms of there's maybe an impression going into the summer that the Celtic have been stung in the past with a few misfiring strikers that maybe mm-hmm. wasn't up to scratch, but Lennon likes him. He likes having them about the team. He's, he's got a bit of energy. He was very good against Hearts. I know both goals don't getting taken off from him. He was, he was good against Party Thistle as well, and he's big, strong, good in the air, all these things, but his link-up play was decent. There's more strings to this guy's bow, isn't
1: there? There definitely is, but I think his kind of aerial presence is probably his his biggest strength and you see that that game against Partick Thistle where um, where he scored his first goal and um, almost like
0: he weeps at like him at last yeah well I think
1: <laughs> that's a that's, that's big a, high a, praise 80, please, but I mean it seems like Celtic can obviously adapt to almost like a different style of play when he when he's in the team because they were they had just they were just continually getting the ball out of, out of the wings and just firing balls in for him and it just said it, it was working so they just like kept going eventually he got got his header and his goal so it seems like yeah that may be well suited to the game of the weekend against Livingston where you can be more direct um, against a team Though it's going to be difficult to play kind of in between the lines so I could see that you're right I could see that happening but I think overall like there is more to his game than that in terms of he seems a good finisher and he also has sort of a he seems to be Pretty good with the ball at his feet as well, so it seems definitely obviously a prospect for the future. But it seems like he's getting in. Obviously, Griffiths has been injured, but it seems like you know that spell he's had out. I think uh, Bio seems to be sort of second choice anyway behind Edward for uh, for the striking options. That's a fair point. So, just before we head off, Chris, can we get a prediction for you for the big game that weekend. Um, I think it'll be tight, but I would say Celtic will, will get the win um, just based on last night's performance. there's going to be some. You know, obviously, sort of good vibes from that. Um, I think it'll be 2-0. OK,
0: well, thank you very much for joining us today, Chris. That's all from us this week. We'll be back next week to talk all things Celtic. Don't forget to subscribe at iTunes or Acast to get the podcast as soon as it's available. And if you liked it, please review and rate us on there too. Thanks for listening.